Welcome to Piecing It All Together. I'm Randy Woodley. I'm Bo Sanders. This is episode 17, and today we're talking about where you get your news from. Whoa. There's probably nothing more important right now than where you get your news from. Yeah, you know, it's interesting is we were trying to figure out how to come at this topic, and then I had a very interesting conversation earlier this week. So I have a friend who is recently woke. He is just sort of figured out that he needs to have an eye uh, open towards politics. He comes from the same kind of background I come from, which is a non-political. I've mentioned before that uh, before I met you, I had never voted. And it's just a perspective that some of us are raised with that says, don't muddy yourself by getting down in the dirt. Don't sully. Don't wrestle with the pigs. (laughs) And uh, yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't get dirty with the business of politics. You know, we need to be focused on uh, the more lofty things like the kingdom work and the spiritual realm. So that's the, you know, background I was from. And so um, I have a friend who is coming out of that same sort of a background and he told me an interesting story. The only thing he knows, right, because he's just recently kind of alerted to this and uh, this emergency situation we find ourselves in, is the only thing he knows is that he wants to avoid, this is his words, the Fox News Versus MSNBC uh, binary. Okay. That's all he knows is that MSNBC is the liberal version of Fox News, and he has no interest in either one of those. But he doesn't know where else to go. Wow. I know. And so I have been um, helping him a little bit find sources that are trustworthy, Mm -hmm. but also that have um, a clearly stated slant. We all have slants. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's clearly stated, and you don't like pretend like, oh, it's the no spin zone, or mm-hmm. you know, we don't have uh, an agenda. We look, we all have agendas, and so when we represent or represent the news, we make choices about what to report on and what not to report on. So I've been helping him trying to figure out where he's going to go. They're not going to be the same places that I go to. Mm-hmm. Probably not the same places you're going to go to, especially as a newbie. Um, but you know, to find reliable sources. So I brought this to you and I said, Hey, do you want to talk about kind of where you get your information from? And I think that you and I will have no problem at all compiling a list of the beginning of a list that we can then make available to our listeners and they can contribute to, and we can come up with some really good resources um, to find out where everybody's getting their stuff from. Yeah. Speaking about our listeners, um, uh, we'd like to know where you listen to us on. Do you listen to us uh, from our website at uh, piecingitalltogether.com or do you listen on iTunes? Do you subscribe? Do you listen on Stitcher? It'd be interesting to know. And if there's another uh, platform that you would like us to be on, let us know and we'll yeah. see if we can get on that Ooh, as well. Interesting. So we're kind of looking for someone to volunteer to kind of help us out with all that technical stuff. So if you have those skills and you're particularly interested in helping us, we'd be interested in talking with you. Yeah, especially the social media aspect because we're doing the basics, but just the bare basics. And so if you have um, some skills or some training in that area and would like to help us out, we could really use it. We'd appreciate that a lot. Yeah, and if there's a particular... Uh, episode that you really like, um, please share that and ask others to share it and um, and write us a little review about that. Thanks. So, Randy, 
I want to run a story, a timeline past you, and see if you would make any adjustments to it. Okay. Well, are we going to deal with this false equivalence? Equivalency of uh, <laughs> yes, we will, get there. we will get okay, there. Okay, I know that you and I hear this a lot about MSNBC being the liberal version of Fox, and I know that we both reject it, but I think it might be for different reasons. Okay, so but I want to run this timeline past you. So uh, I grew up in an evangelicalism that was not political for the most part, and I actually remember uh, at the end of the Carter administration when the church started to get more political. I sort of remember that. And I remember the first time I heard about the religious right and the moral majority with Jerry Falwell and uh, Pat Buchanan. Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson. I remember thinking how weird it was that, you know, Christians were like this into politics. But I also remember thinking like, you know, those guys were like really intense. I thought they were meanies, but, you know, I was a kid, so uh, they were really intense. But I, re- I remember the first time that voter guides right. showed up right, right. and at the church, and I thought, those don't belong here. Mm. And so in my lifetime, in the last 30 or 40 years, I have watched the church go from being, I mean, I'm not political in, in large part, mm-hmm. to saturated right. in Partisan politics. Right. And so that's disturbing to me at one level. But I'm also very aware that in that same window, there's two other changes. And this is what I wanted to run past you to to see if you kind of have seen it the same way. One is that the right has moved further right. Mm -hmm. But the bigger issue for me is that the center has collapsed. And what used to be kind of a centrist uh, position It has been vacated, and I get this from things like The Death of the Liberal Class by Chris Hedges, Mm -hmm. that there used to be this group that just isn't there anymore, which means that what used to be the left has moved more towards the center, Mm -hmm. and you see that with like MSNBC and Hillary Clinton. NPR. NPR, yeah, would be more centrist historically, but now, because there is no center, it's really collapsed and disappeared, that appears to be the left. Right. But if you, like I do, listen to truly left-leaning news sources, Mm -hmm. you realize that MSNBC and and, and NPR are really kind of centrist in in the way that they both present and how they try and be a little more even-handed, even though, I mean, they... They do have a perspective, but in what they choose to cover. So... How does that sit with you? you okay, so yeah. let's kind of pick it apart. Okay. So let's look at Fox News first, okay? okay? So there are some actually credible reporters mm-hmm. at Fox News. Yeah. Um, and there are some incredibly opinionated folks mm-hmm. also who do a terrible job of reporting anything. Uh, and they actually report on conspiracy theorists and, and summations, and they don't really back what they're saying with mm-hmm. fact. And uh, those are the things that that are just ridiculous, right? But those are the things that our president tweets about, right? Because he says Fox News is the only news source. Mm-hmm. And and I've known, you know, for so many years when I used to watch back and forth and back and forth that, that Fox News does not report news per se. They emit a lot of things, right? But so does MSNBC. They emit a lot and they have a lot of opinion also. But MSNBC... omit... They omit, they don't um, report things that are like, say, negative to the president, for example. Or they put such a slant on it that people really don't understand what's going on. So it's propaganda. Okay. And I'm very concerned about propaganda because it's how 
um, fascists come into power is through sure. propaganda and also communists. You know, there's communist situations where where they've come into power through propaganda, and so um, we want we want that third estate. We want that free news. We want that free agency within our, our news. It's so so very important. Um, Donald Trump has done everything he can to undermine that, right? And that's what's so scary mm. because this is, is what scary, people yeah. do. Dictators do all over the mm-hmm. world is they first get people to lose confidence in their news sources. Okay, so. So we, we could look at Fox News reporter by reporter and say some are actually good reporters mm-hmm. and they've kept their integrity. Others are horrible. Others are just opinion. They, they, they really just reflect the kinds of, uh, of things that are more partisan-based and mm-hmm. politically-based. They're like more shock jocks. <coughs> exactly, yeah. except for um, it, it's just what they say that's shocking, not how they say it. But mm-hmm. So... Um, and MSNBC also has some great reporters. And so let's bring in CNN because I see an equivalency between CNN and MSNBC. I don't see a lot of difference no. there. They're not, uh, CNN is not quite as opinionated um, as MSNBC. But MSNBC is very, especially shows like Rachel Maddow show, for example, very fact-based. Uh, it's mm-hmm. always proving facts and putting things together, and they do a lot of digging and a lot of uncovering. So so um, I don't see that same amount of effort put out mm-hmm. at Fox News, and so I don't think there's a, an equivalency there. Um, and, um, and so I get my left news mm-hmm. from, and when I, and, and it's only because people call it left news. It's opinionated. It's in one direction. But it also is, is based on deep discovery mm-hmm. and actual reporting. So my favorite is Democracy Now!, Amy Goodman and mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Um, they always do a really good job. And they don't just kind of cover something, uh, you know, for uh, two minutes uh, mm-hmm. and then go to the next thing. They usually cover something for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they will keep coming back to it later on and later on at different times throughout that week or later. Mm-hmm. So um, I like that. I, I listen to uh, a number of different uh, programs on KBU, which is our local public uh, service station. Okay. Uh, it's community-run radio. Um, and I, I listen to people like Chris Hedges, for example, mm-hmm. on there, and um, the one that's out of public radio. Which is, is it a, Truth Dig? Uh, that he's... That may be his thing, yeah. That's how I found him. And um, there's a station that comes out of uh, Berkeley or San Francisco that uh, mm-hmm. runs a lot of stuff. So, And then I listen to other things at BBC once in a while. I try to find Al Jazeera and see what they're saying. Oh, really? Okay. Try to get a, sort of a balanced view on everything. Um, and uh, But as soon as I turn on Fox News, uh, I start hearing this stuff that is just conspiracy theorists. I don't care if I disagree with it. That's fine. But at least make it based on fact, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and there's lots of stuff on the right that is not based on fact. So that's your objection to the equivalency. Yeah. So so I don't see this as, you know, your friend being stuck in this Mm -hmm. binary. I'm I'm like, you know, know, okay, if you want to listen to, uh, you know, anything over there on the right, (laughs) um, conservative. And there are conservatives, by the way, who I respect very much. uh, folks like uh, I forget his first name Gherkin. He's he's been around forever. He's on uh, CNN. Uh, folks like uh, um, 
Steve Schultz, who was a Republican, and he, mm-hmm. and he resigned from the Republican Party finally after mm-hmm. Donald Trump. But these are people who have are fair-minded conservatives who I love to listen to because I want to be challenged by their position. Um, but I don't want to uh, be told a bunch of propaganda. Oh, well, that's really interesting. Okay, so you go searching pretty far and wide uh, for stuff. I, I don't look that far. Let me tell you what I do. So every morning while I'm brewing my coffee, I've mentioned this before, I listen to a 10-minute podcast from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Uh, it's a world news update. And it sort of gives me in 10 minutes, maybe four stories, um, some in Canada, some around the world. It's kind of a picture of what's happening that day. If any of that stuff intrigues me, then I will go over uh, to Democracy Now! and make sure that I'm seeing the longer story. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why I do that. When remember when Sarah Palin called it the mainstream media, mainstream, La- yeah, mainstream. Sorry, mainstream media. I always thought that was so funny because um, you know I would watch NBC and ABC and CBS, you know, the evening news or even uh, PBS, and it was always amazing to me. You know, they only give thirty seconds, right, or you know, sometimes a minute to a story. But even in that full half hour of the evening news, it was always amazing to me what they didn't cover. And so I became very aware that they weren't the left, the, the, you know, the liberal um, mainstream news. They were the, the centrist, right? just the reporting because they're owned by the advertisers. Right. But that you actually had to get a little more ambitious if you wanted to know about things that weren't being reported on kind of that, that main news feed. So the issue uh, that really uh, opened my eyes to this was the protest around the pipeline. Code of Access Pipeline. The Code of Access Pipeline. When I wanted news on that, mm-hmm. I figured out where I had to go to get news about that, yeah. and that's who I came to trust. So what I've been telling my friend is you have to wait until an issue grabs your attention and then you have to look at who reports it and in what way they report it and you'll figure out right who you can trust and where you're going to go for you know, your news supply. Yeah. So the Dakota Access Pipeline um, never really got um, main news coverage. It really was mm-hmm. not part of the, the mainstream. So um, it... it I remember, because I kept following it on uh, social media, and I kept thinking, well, when is somebody going to report this? And no one Finally, Amy Goodman showed up, right, from Democracy Now! Mm-hmm. And uh, she began to report it. And then um, Lawrence O'Donnell showed up from uh, MSNBC. Um, and then that's really the, the, the first two and the two major... You begin to see just little uh, snippets... Uh, around in different other reporters on MSNBC and other things, but but basically uh, Lawrence O'Donnell was carrying that uh, mm-hmm. water, and uh, Amy Goodman, and uh, never did really make the big news, but a lot of people know about it be- through social media, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. Yes, yeah, that's interesting. That you have to. Um, it's at moments like that where you realize, you know, this is just not being covered. So that's why when you said omissions earlier, that's why yeah. I wanted to follow up on that. Well, is the decisions that are made about what stories to cover and what stories not to cover. Yeah. So if you remember um, when Senator John McCain died, um, 
there's what went around was what we can call obit omit. So <laughs> I've never heard you know, that. In his, in all of his uh, of sort of obituaries that everyone was giving him, there was a wonderful man who did all these wonderful things and a war hero and all this kind of stuff. And um, we tend to sort of do that when people die anyway. Sure, sure. So there's a, a tendency to do that naturally um, because you don't want to say anything bad no. about people. No. And uh, you know, and I'm glad that he did some things like. You know, stand up and uh, do a thumbs down on the vote to repeal Obamacare. So he saved that from yeah. being destroyed. But he also voted for the war in Iraq, and he also, you know, he voted with Donald Trump on you know over eighty percent of the time. Oh, wow. So they were really not uh, in opposition so much as mm-hmm. just being two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was um, a war hero. First of all, considered a war hero. Uh, because he was a, a bomber pilot, but you know he was bombing the hell out of uh, civilians at the same time. Yeah. I think but they mostly he, just say pilot; they leave out the bombs. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, and then he was captured, which you know mm-hmm. you have to anybody who goes through that you have oh, to yeah. you know give them um, um, you know the honor that's due for them having to go through that. So. Um, so I, you know, in no way try to take that away from him, but he also was not very good for Indian people, for Native Americans. He was, you know, he headed Native American commissions and he offered as little as possible and we deserve more. And, uh, you mean just, in his time in Arizona? Uh, no, this is, yeah, his time in Senate as the, the person in charge of, and I forget the name of the organization, um, where basically where all the Indian commissions report and things. Oh. And, and so, um, yeah, he was ahead of that under uh, Bush. Oh, wow. Um, at one point, I know the um, the, the sort of famous uh, case, um, Cobell versus the Secretary of uh, Interior, whoever it was at the time. It started as Babbitt and ended as someone else. But um, the Cobell uh, case, as they call it, you know, there was probably about $70 billion that were stolen from Native Americans over the years from these what they call individual income accounts, and uh, um, and, and so the the United States was basically bilking the poorest people in the nation mm. for a hundred years, and so Cobell and uh, other people assigned um, in a class action suit other tribes um, sued uh, the United States government. They found probably about seventy billion with a B. Um, and uh, McCain uh, offered under Bush and negotiated. I think it was two point four million with an M, and you know which is pennies on the dollars as a settlement. Yeah, and so they rejected it. Of course, it was finally settled under Obama um, at about I think it was like six billion something like that. Yeah. But there's still quite a discount, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so so McCain has has. Doesn't have that great a record. He's a, he definitely is a uh, a proponent of militarism. Um, you know, I you know, uh, sad to say, uh, he uh, uh, is willing to sacrifice the safety nets for the most vulnerable society to build up the military. There's a whole lot of things that we could say that, mm. but the point being this that. Much of that has been omitted sure. from his obituary and things huh. like that. And this isn't really talking bad about him. This is just saying this is what he did, right? This, mm-hmm. is, this is what he stood for and who he was. So um, maybe not as much of a maverick as, mm. uh, as it seemed. Interesting. Right. Yeah, it's, he really... it's what people do that ends up really defining their actions for me anyway, yeah. not what they say. Yeah, he really did have that reputation as a maverick, but... Um, 
mostly because he made it inconvenient a couple times for the machine to run smoothly at really um, uh, public moments. And so he got that that reputation, but with a little bit extra digging, you realize that he's pretty corporate predictable guy yeah and so you're only you're not going to get from the conservative side you're not going to get this information they're only going to they're going to omit any of that kind of stuff because it goes around uh this grand theme of the american myth which perpetuates um Mm -hmm. this american exceptionalism and really truthfully white supremacy and um, and so you're going to have to go mm-hmm. to sources like Democracy Now or Chris Hedges or Truth mm-hmm. Dig or things like this in order to find out, hey, what's really going on here? What are both sides? Yeah. I just mentioned two other things that I find helpful once in a while. I tune into Richard Wolf, his economic uh-huh. update. Yeah. I just think it's good uh, to have a voice like his somewhere in your symphony, in your chorus, somebody who is providing alternative ideas of that where capitalism isn't assumed mm-hmm. and therefore taken for granted and then everything else is about minor tweaks to the system. Right. But that somebody who says, you know, this whole thing might be corrupt. It might be rotten. And so you have to have somebody who in your in your uh, deck, a card to go to, that's just talking a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I really like tuning into him. Uh, and the last one is... Sometimes when all of the other news sources are all sounding eerily similar, I'll go over to Adbusters, their website, just mm. because they're so anti-capitalist that I think there's it always spooks me out a little bit when things are too similar. Right. And so when I'm not seeing anything different, I'll head over to Adbusters and just see... Uh, what they're up to, they're kind of my wild card. When uh, Joker's wild, when I when I am not liking what I'm seeing, I'll go over there and see what they're up to. Yeah, or the mm-hmm. Onion is another. Place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the uh, Onion. So, uh, or sometimes Saturday Night Live, even right. Mm. So the comedians have a, a very prophetic voice in our society, and we yeah. need to listen. You know, comedians, musicians, poets. Um, we need to listen to them because oftentimes you might only get the truth from them. Mm. Well, listeners, we would be very interested to know what are your sources of reliable information. We'd love to collect a recommendation page and just know uh, maybe there's something out there that we have never heard of. Maybe it's regional. Maybe it's specific to uh, a specific project uh, that you are involved in. We would love to hear... um, where you're getting reliable information or different perspectives. And uh, we would just love to compile that. Yeah. And and one other thing I wanted to add, uh, because, you know, fake news is actually sort of a phrase that's gone around the world now. So I saw something the other day that that showed all the dictators who are using this. Uh, You know, Xi in China, Mm -hmm. people, uh, well, Putin, of course, um, the the dude in the Philippines, uh, yeah. uh, Dorte. Yeah. Um, so uh, they went around and said, you know, quoted eight people who are dictators around the world who are using the term fake news now, which is a, should be a little bit scary. Mm. So remember, when you hear people say fake news, you need to ask what they're hiding and realize that what they're saying is actually fake. Oh, boy. Yeah, this issue of fake news is so discouraging because there 
there is fake news. There are people who are intentionally trying to mislead the public. So it, there is such a thing. It's called propaganda. <laughs> yes, it's just not the thing that gets called fake news. And it's so actually cynical, uh, the, the, the tactic that's being employed, that it actually is really discouraging because it's just such a, a flagrant misuse of the term. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I'm Randy Woodley. I'm Bo Sanders. Thanks for listening in to Piecing It All Together. We hope that you will uh, drop us a line and be part of the conversation. 